0: Well, Whitney, I am super excited to talk uh, just from just the little that I know of you. You have done so much, uh, not only for yourself, but really for, you know, people in your community, uh, Mm -hmm. in all of our community. You know, uh, I know that you're in the Springfield kind of area, right? Is that where you're located? Downtown Springfield, yeah. But I would imagine that you draw in a lot of folks from, you know, all the surrounding areas correct
1: yeah so uh currently I'm licensed in uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut so I have clients in Connecticut as far as Manchester I have one client and she was Mm. a bit further than that um but when you know telehealth opened up it made it things a lot more accessible to people I have a client in Boston uh Ohio
0: oh that's (laughs) fantastic
1: (laughs) She's a client who moved from Massachusetts to Ohio, but because of the pandemic, they allowed me to continue seeing her um, because we had been working together already. And so it's been really nice. Yep.
0: Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And so I first got kind of introduced to who you were because of a mutual friend, Crystal. Uh, I saw something that she had posted and then I started reading your background and I was just inspired and awe of, you know, kind of what you've done, again, for yourself and, and and now for others. And so, you know, maybe you can just kind of give people a little bit of an understanding about how all of this got started for you going into uh, therapy and, and, and taking that journey.
1: Yes. So, um, I'm not just located in Springfield, right? I was born and raised here in Springfield. Um, if you know anything about Springfield, Springfield is only known for the worst parts of Springfield. Um, so just having that and store that in the back of your head as I tell my story. Um, yeah. And so there's a lot of traumatic experiences within our community, racial trauma, just all the trauma. And then as well as in my family family. Um, I am a sexual uh, abuse survivor, physical abuse survivor, um, Mm. childhood um, experiences. And so having that as a background, um, again, so you know that, and I went through a big court case. It wasn't like it was swept under the rug, which I'm very grateful for. Um, But still, I was 15 when I had to endure a trial and all of that fun stuff. Um, (laughs) I always talk about my first experience with therapy um i did not get all that i was supposed to get out of therapy yeah. um my only representation of therapy was from a tv i didn't know what therapy was like I, it was never even a conversation it, i was introduced to therapy when i was 12 and all of this came out into the old, like the open yeah and i i tell people this and i I don't know if they think it's funny or just like impossible but i reenacted a scene i saw on tv Mm. that's what i did um the person was like are you gonna talk and i just kept saying no i don't need to talk and i i didn't even know what i was saying i didn't even know what she was there for you know
0: and it's tough to. (laughs) well that's the thing like you know and there's in in you know, I didn't go to therapy at a time when I lost my father that I could really have used it. And that was, that was even later in life at 17, 18. But, you know, that was also a while ago, but there's, there's, there's just not enough conversation around the fact that like, you know, we're all going to suffer something, some folks more than others. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of allowing folks to know that, Hey, there are, there are places where you can go that you can feel supported and uplifted and, and help you deal with the trauma that you've received.
1: Right. Right.
0: But, but yeah, not even knowing like what you're supposed to go there for (laughs) what it's supposed to be doing and, (laughs) and not even, and I think that a, a lot of people have trouble relating to the person that they're talking to sometimes, because it's like, you know, you just don't get it or you just don't see things the way that I do. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it's easier for sometimes younger folks to, to to go to somebody who's younger or certainly, you know, you're able to, like if you came to see me, there's things that I just wouldn't be able to help you with, right? Like there's just experiences that I don't have.
1: Well, representation is important, which is why I understand that if the other person on the other side of me may have understood that this is not a thing we do. And I'm not sure she did it. I I won't say I know or don't know. But I understand that there's possibility that there could have been something else to come out of it. I think I went to about three sessions. And then I begged not to go again, because I wasn't going to talk anyway, is what I said. So moving forward, I was diagnosed with late onset PTSD and major depressive Mm. disorder when I was 20, um, about to be 21, which was just very 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 dramatic um because of yeah. all of the stuff that i had held from so long from 12 to 20 um was stored and that was coming um so knowing all that i then attempted suicide i want to say a few months after starting therapy because pulling all that stuff up at once was too much
0: was a lot yeah
1: uh-huh and I didn't have many supports around me at that time. So it became unbearable. That is my experience. And what led me here to this point, which is I needed what I didn't have. So yeah. I strived and worked very hard to become that, that person. Um, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going <laughs> to say, I'm so sorry that anyone has to go through any of that. Like, it's just, it's such a horrible thing to to hear but less you know for you to have to experience any of that is just Mm -hmm. it's it's just it it took so much away from you not only at that age but through all of those (laughs) those times when you know it should have been it should have been fun you shouldn't have had to deal with with any of that
1: right right and that is that is very sucky situations (laughs) like I like to say Um, um so I I am therapist i talk about therapy for the culture that is my i create therapy a therapeutic process that gets people who generally wouldn't even think twice about therapy Mm -hmm. to consider it right and to get the foot in the door i create spaces where that are safe enough for people to inquire and be curious about um they're in my inbox. You said a thing on on Facebook, or you said a thing, and I I agree with it. And I'm wondering, or or people come to me, okay, Whitney, you can't be my therapist, but can you get me a therapist? And like, oh, and and so like, through telling this story many times as I tell it, right? Is a, I tell it in a different way, and somebody resonates with it, and so that is why I am what I am. Yeah. Um, And it's
0: amazing, you know, the strength that we have when we need it. And then you realize the strength that you have and pull from all of those things to now do remarkable things, you know, for all around you, which is just, which is just amazing. And, you know, and it's something to take this that could really have continued down a different path for you, but instead finding the strength to turn this into okay I'm not going to let this define who I am going forward or any of that stuff and you got the help that you needed to right. then be able to give that help to other people. And um again the strength that it takes to you know start the business up and do all the that you're doing is uh is remarkable. So you right. Know, and so yeah and so what was that journey like kind of you know, now kind of dealing with all of that and then thinking about, okay, well, I'm sure you then started to find the help that was needed or not Uh, for me.
1: Yes. And I wanted, I want to do a thing really quickly. I want to, because I like to validate, I like transparency and vulnerability. And I'll say that when you were just talking, I dissociated, which Hmm. is a part of, my diagnosis um when you have severe trauma and i am retelling a story um and part of my body went back Mm. to this story and so it's very hard right and so i i learned all these methods you know focus on what's around you tap my foot a little bit stay in the moment stay present somehow i was back in the in the hotel room i mean Mm. the hospital room just now um
0: and I'm so, so sorry for that.
1: If I, it, no, 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 I need to, t- I need to, t- I need yeah. people to understand that this is okay. And this is normal. And this is why I started what I started, right? This is why I said there's life after, because there was a time where when you're talking about is, did I go back and get therapy was I avoided therapy, like the plague after that. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not want to do that again because it had, I had to deal with so much and I didn't want to be back in that space because what I had to do was I had to retell. I had to go back to these places where I did not want to go back to. Now it doesn't say that I don't go back to these places. It says that I I actually can come back. Right. I, I can come back from it and I can talk about it with you and I can say, wow, I just did a thing. Right. And now I'm back with you. And my body is like, okay, we're here. We're present. We're with you with me. And I'm like, good. Cause we we're trying to talk to Scott. <laughs> and
0: it's Yeah. You know, but that's, but that's important for people to understand because if you're not doing that, then, you know, you're doing a disservice to yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But then being able to talk about it like this also allows people to stop judgment because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I would never know your story. So if all of a sudden somebody was saying something and you disassociated because you need, needed to at that time, but you didn't have the strength like you do to 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 talk about it, all of a sudden somebody interprets something another way and it's mm-hmm. and it, there's a label then associated with that because it's like, oh for whatever reason. And and so that's that's a huge, huge thing, I think, to just continue to share and to continue to put out there. So I appreciate that. And thank you for that. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, um...
1: <laughs> it takes people, uh, it catches people off guard as well. Sometimes um, what what I've learned about um, talking about trauma and healing is there's so many little moving parts that we don't even understand until we're going through the process. So my therapist was amazing she was so amazing that I hated going to her. Um, <laughs> and, and I did when I felt a little better, which is the part when you start to feel a little better, you stop going because you think you're okay, which is when you should keep going so that you can plan. the next time around,
0: right? Well, and that's, I think that that relates to so many different things. My mother just went, my mother-in-law just went through a huge uh, surgery Mm -hmm. and she was feeling a little bit better, but, and then she was like, okay, well, I need some of this medication and I don't want to. And so she wasn't taking it as prescribed. And then all of a sudden you then find yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in. And, and that's, you know, I think that that's really where it is. It's like, once you start to feel better, that's when you should go more, right? Like, or that's when you want right. to, because you want to stay in that place. You want to stay in this happy place where you're handling things. It's not that emotions are never come and go. It's right. just that like you, what you just did, you learn how to handle that emotion and then move mm-hmm. forward.
1: Exactly. Um, it, it, when you think about it is when you are, the world is on fire around you. It's very hard to go back and do that difficult work, because we don't know if you're like, again, we don't know if you're going to come back from that, right? The world is on fire. We have to, you know, fan the flames around you first and mm-hmm. then say, so when the fans are flamed and we, we've done our social work, right? Are you safe in all these areas? Okay. Can we dig a little bit to get these things outside of you? Now we're doing that, but you can't do those right now. It's not safe. Yeah. That's trauma right now, because that is not like, it's just not a good idea. So kid therapists are very careful to do that. I am very careful when I talk about that with any of my clients. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my, yeah, of uh, course.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. So, and I, and I, and I do thank you for, you know, sharing all of that and and in, and mm-hmm. kind of doing, but it's, it, again, it is still remarkable to then take this and then take it into a platform where now you can help other people. And that's really, (laughs) it's really what this is all about highlighting those amazing individuals who uh, are doing extraordinary things. And you're certainly one of them uh, because it's inspiring for other people to know that, you know, Um, maybe somebody has gone through what you have or something similar or had a different trauma, but it was still just as effective. And it's like, well, now I know that I can go talk to somebody about this and Mm -hmm. it's just more relatable. And so thank you for all of that. Um, And so what was that like then going through school and then learning kind of going through one side and then learning on the other side, like, I would imagine it's kind of like this dual type thing where you're just like in your head all the time because you're thinking about this. Here you are. You're just like, oh, you know.
1: I found it hilarious. One, I wouldn't have never even been able to be in therapy. This is is undergrad. So I wouldn't even have been able to go had I not already had two years of psychology under my belt, right? Hmm. Um, Because I wouldn't have been able to notice the things that were going on with me. I would have you've done what traditional like you know black americans do in these situations i probably wouldn't have known that i could go to therapy right like so i am grateful that i had already started my education process right um i also think about grad school where you actually get into the practice right and Mm -hmm. and you get these case studies and i never and don't tell on me. Right. But like, yeah. whenever it was time to be the therapist, I could never be the therapist because I was like, mind blown. Like, this is what I do. This is me. And mm-hmm. I was always diagnosing myself or scheduling myself. up. And I was always the client I found in every reenactment. And it was very hard for me to put myself in the therapist when I'm a partner up. And like, it's your turn to partner up with. And I was just like, yeah.
0: Well, if you saw yourself and, you know, for so long in this, in this capacity, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a very powerful thing right there, because it is very difficult to make that switch right. and to start to see yourself as somebody else, but you can't really make any changes until you start to see yourself differently, to love yourself differently, to understand yourself differently. Exactly. And then things open up, and it's just like, "Oh, I can do this. I am that person."
1: Yes, my healing came through my education.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I didn't have a therapist. I want to say from twenty eleven to twenty seventeen. Mm. Um, all of my education, right? Everything that I was doing when I was reading a book, when I was studying, and and my, you know, reading all the. Okay, so christian therapy book social justice therapy book right Sexual, like i was like wow and then i i would expand i would journal about it i would just keep writing and i would learn new words and then i would advocate for myself and i'd be like i think i've realized that i had anxiety i had Mm -hmm. never known that i i know what it was based on again what it looks like and portrayed everywhere else and i was going i was in a job, I'm trying to think of what year I was in that job, 2017, when I started to go back to therapy. Um, mm. I was in my office, at my office, right? Seeing clients for the first time and going through my training. And I was like, what is this thing that is happening to my body, right? <laughs> what, <laughs> what is going on? This is, and then, you know, I'm reading and I'm, and I'm, I was actually diagnosing another client. Kid you not. And then I had read an amazing article about what anxiety looks like for black women. And Mm. boom, I was like, what? People always told me I was rigid or attitude and I don't have no temper. And it's really because like, I just can't make things connect fast enough. And then it makes me uh, jittery and then I can't have no tolerance. And if I'm starting like, and I just, when I learned the words, my world Mm
0: -hmm.
1: flipped upside down and that is what my desire for everyone to come to therapy to name that thing and flip their world literally upside down
0: Mm, I love it and it (laughs) is because it you know like there are so many different forms and my wife has some of that anxiety you know for herself and Mm -hmm. and we all have different levels if I I love talking one-on-one but if I have to get into a group and talk to a large group, I start overthinking what I'm going to say. I now think about entertaining all of these different people versus Mm -hmm. engaging with one person versus 50. And then all of a sudden, you know, the sweat just starts to pour, or at least it did, you know, not so much anymore. I'm getting more and more comfortable with, but it, but it really, it takes a lot of different forms. And a lot of times it comes from other people's perceptions and then we start to you know, kind of take on those perceptions and do different things with them that Mm. all of a sudden become our reality, right? And then you start to get nervous about these things, maybe because of what somebody said. Mm.
1: Mine Um, in particular, and a lot of it comes mm. from trauma. Um, A learned helplessness comes from when you experience a childhood abuse, Mm. Um, lack of control. And so any semblance of not having control as an adult brings your body back into a state of no control and in that moment it experiences flight or flight right mm-hmm. and i got to get out of here i got to escape i can't tolerate this it has to go and then you exert control sometimes more than you have to but because your body is trying to flee this experience of what it is feeling again that is mm-hmm. very rem- reminiscent of abuse yeah right It perceived what's your experience in that moment as abuse. Nope, not doing it. Don't care. Shut it down. I'm out of here.
0: Right. And then, and then again, people are going to, you know, take that a certain way and then then just give you a label because of that, which Mm -hmm. is just so not fair and so not accurate Mm -mm. in in all of it.
1: No, I get, I get perceived the wrong way. I changed the narrative when I found the words when I said um, people used to say well you don't like people so and it wasn't that I didn't like people Um, I'm always a people person when you talk to me I will just I can light up a room right Um, it was just that initial barrier of trust because it's it's hard right then um, where's I going with this it's the trust (laughs) but then also the idea that like I don't I it's hard, right? I'm anxious. I got social anxiety going on, right? You said other people's perception of you. And then, so you kind of keep this blank face as a layer of protection around Mm -hmm. you. And when I said, stop saying that I don't like people. Again, I flipped the world upside down. Mm -hmm. I do like people. People make me nervous. And that was freedom.
0: You know, I, I, um, I'm immediately kind of taken back to, because there's something that I never understood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I see somebody that I know, I initially be like, I'm going to go say hi. And even if they potentially don't know my name, I'm going to introduce myself. Okay. I, my wife is not like that. And if she sees somebody that she knows, she would much rather kind of like duck around the corner because and 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 only because, and I didn't realize this, we met somebody that we both went to high school with. Mm-hmm. And so we were standing right next to each other, and he came up and said hi to me and pretended or maybe did not know my wife. And that's when she was just like, I do that because some, you know, people don't remember me, or I I don't, I like, I don't want to feel that way. So that's why I avoid people. Mm. And, and again, it has nothing to do with not liking people. It is just a matter of, I don't want to feel that way. If somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't remember me. So I'd rather not put myself in that, in that situation. And so, yeah, so that's, that's, but there's so much of that. And, and then there's so much judgment on the other side, which is, which is uh, really what needs to stop for everybody.
1: I loved um, the other night. And um, it was very helpful. There was a woman, amazing woman in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. She was having a conversation about um, not making assumptions um, or interpreting someone's actions. Instead, be curious, right? We, as therapists, we are trained not to read like very specifically into someone's statements, but instead To try to get them to the the real statement, like peel off all the layers around what their statement is, make sure that we understand them fully, right? So we have, have a little bit of an upper hand on this, right? However, uh, many people don't.
0: Hmm.
1: So again, like I love when she said that. So be curious. So ask the questions, right? Ask them, what did you mean by that? what are you thinking um this made me feel right and and it it just kind of opens up a whole different perspective on other people um when you walk i saw you the other day you were walking around like "Uh, what was that you know like not instead of saying she's so rude right oh she just doesn't like people or oh i saw her ducking around and like she's uh we do that right we Mm -hmm. just create these whole scenarios
0: so i'm i'm a i'm a very um empathetic individual. And so I read a lot into not only what people are saying, how they're saying it, what's the body language around it and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I read things into it or whatever. And so just even with my wife, like she might say something and I'm going to interpret it my way. And more than likely it's, it's on that sensitivity side that I'm going to kind of take it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And before I used to just kind of like walk away and I let that fester and then come at it with like, ah, but, now, <laughs> but now, you know, I, I have done that because I don't want to, I don't want to feel that way. Like I can only control my reaction to things. And exactly. so, and now it's a matter of like, well, you said this and I, just so you know, I, this is the way that I'm taking it. And then it's like, Oh, well, that's not what I meant. And this is what I intended. And it's just so much easier of a conversation and it doesn't go anywhere. And it's just, it's like, okay, well, what you just said and how you said it made me feel like this. Exactly. And, you know, and there's, I'm not wrong. She's not wrong, but now we understand each other.
1: Mm -hmm. And the next time, guess what? You may not have the same conversation again, get yeah, right and
0: there's so many great things that just come from conversations with people instead mm-hmm. of assume assumptions and all of that stuff so that's that that's must it. have been such a uh, a great um you know a a, a great event
1: um okay, uh, yep go ahead.
0: oh no so i was just going to say so now kind of being in this place getting you know working for another company how was making a switch to decide to work for yourself? Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story. Okay. My
1: first day of being a therapist, first appointment ever.
0: Uh, by your I, uh, On your own?
1: I, I, yeah. I went with my supervisor who was there to show me the ropes for the first day. And then she was not coming again. Right. Um, she We go to an individual's house in one of the neighborhoods I grew up in and um, we go knock on the door and she looks out of the blinds. I'm cracking up inside because I get it. I know what this culture is, right? I'm very mistrustful. Who are you? We're not gonna open the door. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want? Right. And then she's like, Who is it? And we tell her who we are, and she's like, What? <laughs> and again, I'm not offended, it doesn't bother me at all. I get yeah. it. So again, she's like, I didn't I don't even know who you you are. And so, but then she The person next to me says, well, I think, you know, um, that, you know, DCF sent us and I, my stomach dropped, right? Like Mm. my heart sank to my stomach and I'm thinking, and she's like, I don't have no DCF. Like, and like, but she opens the door and now we're going inside of her house. But like, she didn't need to have any more mistrust or frightening experiences we she had enough trauma, I'm sure, and now if she had any apprehension, right, to coming to therapy or her child coming to therapy, you added two more piles of crap or distance between her and therapy, right? So mm-hmm. we get down, sit down, and figure it out. And it was the doctor's office who referred her. And so,
0: and if you don't know, don't say DCF.
1: Thank right? you. Like. Let's say- <laughs> oh <my
0: God. laughs> Yeah, like, that's not a, that's not some, they're immediately going to be like, yeah, like, hey, listen, I'm here to protect, you know what I mean, myself, my family.
1: So this is it. This was, so now she's guarded. Now she's scared. Do you think that she was any more receptive? She was shut down immediately, just done with all of our existence. And then she never answered the phone after that ever again. I get it. And now she's probably like, I'm never doing that again right? Mm -hmm. So we have to, as counselors, as helpers, you have to understand the community you serve. And that was my experience for a very long time in so many different ways in my training process. So from that job, I didn't stay long. And then I went to another place and it played out in so many other ways, especially the area I was in.
0: And that's such a shame because here it is such a, you know, kind of large corporation. And, oh, we're out there, you know, kind of doing all this great work, but bullshit, like you know absolutely. And absolutely, so, um, so no, like shame on you for you know doing the not you know, just not serving the community the way that it should be served, and not, you know, yeah.
1: I don't see the thing is, is I could blame her for assuming, right, that it's DCF, but I didn't blame her for that. I blame her. I want to hold her accountable for not knowing that don't say these words in this community unless you're sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like know where you're doing it or be like, oh, I don't know. Let's look or something along those lines, but don't don't say something that is going to hinder the hinder the individual from exploring a process that exactly. they so desperately need that we all need. Right. That, you know we all, we all have, and I'm a, I'm a true believer. We all have varying levels of mental health things that we all deal with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so that level, whatever it is, should be explored. It's only going to help you deal with things in a more productive way when you talk to somebody that is only invested in your success.
1: Absolutely.
0: Why would you not want to do something like that? (laughs) But it's hard, but it is, it is really hard. It's, 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 it's a tough thing for some people to overcome and, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but these conversations are great. And so, um, so here you are working for this company. I'm sure you're like kind of just where you're just kind of like eating away well inside, like, okay, I want to do something different. I want to, I want to be able to serve people differently.
1: Not yet. Not yet. It took me a while to get again, the naming. So validating experiences. Right. And I didn't have that. I didn't have um, many black therapists around me after that. I then was essentially... Yeah, I was the only black American in my practice for the two years that I was there. Um, And that was hard to do because I couldn't, there was some, right? There's some systematic things happening above me and I didn't have the name yet. I didn't know how to, and when I found that voice, Mm -hmm. when I figured it out, I then said, I'm going to do this practice thing my own way. I'm going to get my licensure. And I set foot on that path. When I Mm -hmm. did that, I got written up for the first time at work. Uh huh. Why is well, that? because because they wasn't... were.
0: Go yeah, ahead. You were conforming. You were you were starting to speak a voice that people didn't really want to hear, uh, or they didn't really not that they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want to, you know, take steps to you know correct. Wrong.
1: Right. Instead of changing the system that did not work for the employees right? It's, it's a system. It's an organization that exploits their new incoming clinicians. And instead of changing that system, seeing as how so many early clinicians are suffering and struggling, and it is not sustainable. Mm. They would then take away the autonomy of this person. I thought the mm. entire time I graduated with a master's degree, people think I'm amazing. And I get here and feel like a failure every single day. Something does not connect.
0: Oh, that's a horrible, that's a horrible mm-hmm. way to kind of wake up and go in every, every day.
1: Every day. I, this is where I learned I had anxiety. I'm, I'm sure this is probably where I developed anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. How could you so- not?
0: Just that feeling <laughs> in that, like, yes. Uh, you know, every single morning when you wake up, that is a horrible way to kind of start the day.
1: So from then, I would take up any of my free brain, my capacities, any of that, right? I then would start writing my plan. What do you want to do? How long mm. does it take you? How many more hours do you need to get your licensure? Okay, boom. This is how long it takes me to get my licensure. What can I do now, right? How do I build a network of people? How do I know, you know, and, and so I just, I, anything. And then I get excited. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to help people from this way. This is what I want to call it. I remember I sat in a coffee shop. Um, I used to go every Saturday morning from eight to 12 and um, sit in there and just dream, just write in my notebook, just dream, dream, dream about what I wanted to do. And then I came up with a name. I was so excited about that name. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I wrote my plan out and I learned. And, and, and now here I am. But the idea was to educate and to motivate and uplift this black and brown community that I serve through educational mental health services. That's what I wanted to do. Not that I only see black and brown people because I have my white clients too. And not that I'm only gonna hire white clinicians, right? (laughs) Because the idea is equity for marginalized voices and giving them autonomy, the power to name their experience, to validate their experiences, and then let them Go wherever they go right um again like i said earlier flip the world upside down so that's where i'm at now
0: i love it like. so it's so inspiring and empowering to see you do it and then to now you know just be voicing that and giving that back to people and allowing them to see something that they didn't see before mm-hmm. and allowing them to be able to aspire to do things that they you know didn't have before. And so that's amazing. And uh, so thank you for all of that. And yeah. so you do a bunch of different stuff, right? Like you just did a wellness fair, you sit on a board. So tell me about some of these other things that like are also equally as amazing than just starting your own company and kind of <laughs> all of it. Yes. You know?
1: the, the therapy puts the food on the table, right? Um, and, and then whoop, I just broke that. No. Um, <laughs> Um, so therapy puts the food on the table and the, the passion, right? The, the giving back to my community is part of the, the wellness for the culture expo. It's the fair, right? It's the space that I remember I said, I, I provide a space for people to kind of teeter totter and stand over the fence about, right? Like, okay, I don't have to commit to seeing a therapist and doing all these other things, but I do, but I can't commit to, you know, five hours at a fair right and mm. go through all these one-hour workshops and then there's a lunch break and then there's some speakers there's you know vendors and and all these other things right i can do that for the day and then what i get is maybe you know a handful of people who say we want to go to therapy now like that was so helpful i learned so much today i would love to go to therapy Tip, like i want to go do you have resources and the best part is most of the times the sessions they're in they're therapists themselves so now pass out your cars get these people into therapy right collective goal collective healing in these spaces um i love i love and and they've been all right they've been successful i would love to take it to like the max COVID kind of kicked me in the butt <laughs> last year but i'm gonna come well, back year. we're gonna do something
0: yeah well and that's i think that that's a great kind of topic that COVID kicked a lot you know almost everybody in the butt um that <laughs> there's a lot of people who have different things even if you know, you weren't financially impacted because you were able to work. Maybe both spouses are home. Maybe there's kids at home and you're trying to teach and work, you know. And so there's a lot that people really had to deal with. And so um, I'm sure all of this is really just, it, it'll be continued help for a lot of folks because there's a lot of things that, um, you know, we're going to see years from from, from now the effects of what last yeah. year and and you know the majority of this year are going to have on 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 people because it it wasn't healthy you know it's not uh, you know we were we enjoy seeing people where you know we're, and and so not having some of those connections and being able to connect with people is uh, uh it was tough
1: Hmm. Well, there's so many other ways to look at it um i before I get back into the uh, awesome stuff that I do, I just wanted to yeah. uh, talk about um, how the long-lasting effects of the mental health aspect, like, right, right, of COVID, is going to go far beyond this part, yeah. right? We're going to see waves of mental health pandemic, right? Actually, so when the world goes back to normal, that doesn't mean mental, people's mental healths are going mm-hmm. back to normal, right? And so then let's think about the teachers who are burnt out. Mm-hmm. The therapists who are burnt mm-hmm. out, right? We're still all these humans who are also going through the same pandemic as everyone mm-hmm.
0: else. All um, the people in the medical field.
1: Everybody, that, all the helpers. And 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 I'm fearful of that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge point because, you know, you, you put up these walls to deal with these situations mm-hmm. and then once those walls start to come down and you're able to breathe, that's when you start to, to feel. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to start to see this, but at the end of the year, next year, yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, people are going to need even more of this, mm-hmm. um, which is which is why it's important for, for all of these conversations.
1: Exactly. The more we talk about it, um, the better it will be. If I, I love, like I said, the access to mental health services right now, you can reach across state lines, you can reach across, you know, the, the state, right. My mm-hmm. clients are in Boston. Right. And like, it, it's good because we need to find people who we mm-hmm. mesh with, we get right. That's important. Um, and so that is what the Expo is about. It's connecting people to resources in the community that they probably wouldn't even dare step into. Um, and we get it in, and we get all of them in one place and yeah. exposure, right? Um, I also have a scholarship that I just gave out for the first time this oh, year. Oh, congratulations.
0: That's fantastic. Yes.
1: Thank you. That was the One Day You Will Live scholarship. That is... Um, based off of my story with, you know, suicidal um, attempt and after, right? And I think when we're in these moments, if you would have told me that I'd be talking to a person on a podcast about my story as an overcomer, right? As a survivor in 2010, I wouldn't say I wouldn't believe you because I would have, right? Because I knew I was supposed to do something, but it wasn't worth it. Mm. I didn't care anymore, right? I don't care what's on the other side of this this is too much. Take it. Right. That's how I felt. And so the idea of life after is wellness for the culture is going to make sure that whoever comes to us has this experience. We're not only going to give you, you know, the scholarship, right? Because a lot of people lose their scholarships when they cannot perform. Imagine going through a traumatic experience and failing. Mm -hmm. How then do you get scholarships to go to school?
0: Yeah.
1: Right they mm. all have GPA requirements. And then you got to write your trauma on top of that, right? Like I got to expose myself to get these like, and so I don't, I don't need to know what your trauma is. I need to know what your dream is.
0: Mm. What do you want to do
1: with that? Right. Oh, That's
0: awesome. I love that.
1: What, what are you, what are you going to do? What, how are you feeling like you're going to impact this world or how do you want to, right? That's what I need to know. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and who's helping you.
0: And I'm sure people may share some of those stories, of but that'll, But then that's a, that's on, that's, that's, that's their option. And exactly. it's not a forced thing where it's like, okay, well, you get to, you get to own that versus kind <laughs> of have to, you know, be forced to do something.
1: Exactly. Um, a lot of the college experience, especially in these communities, we're told to like, like sell our trauma right so that we can get scholarships um i remember that i had to write the most compelling story and and say why i essentially got my first f in science in the 10th grade well (laughs) do i need to tell the college that you know i was going through a a case like do i really want to do that i really just want to tell them how much of an amazing person i i am and and what i really want to do and how much of an asset I would
0: be to this college, right? Shouldn't that be what we're all judged on every single day, regardless, like not on what we have done, but what we are presenting going forward, right? Like, and I think that that's just a, just like when most people come up to you, the first thing that's just, oh, hey, what's your name? What do you do? Like, is that really what you need to judge me on is by what my occupation is? Like, can't we talk about some other things too? Don't you want to get to know me? Like.
1: You, I could tell you a fun story. Um, I do a thing now, and, and don't judge me, right? Um, don't judge me. I, because most of the times when someone asks me what I'm doing, it's more of a backhanded, who are you? And like, why do you deserve to speak in this space type mm. question um, I've learned. And so I say, stripper.
0: <laughs> I do. Oh, I love it. And that just wakes them right up, right?
1: Yes, because it didn't matter what I, I, I came to the table with, I'm here and I provide, right. I'm taking up the space. And so and what I, if, if that's what insight. you
0: do to, to, to provide, you know, food for your, a family, like exactly. you're going to judge me. Like I'm, I'm making money the way that I need to right now.
1: <laughs> and what does that matter? If I'm in this space with you, I belong here. Who yeah. Like it was kind of like a addictive patient like well, you get to say <laughs> why I deserve to be in this space yeah. because of what I bring right so I just I you know I'm an exotic dancer by um by night you know I provide my family <laughs> and, <laughs> and I keep talking um I probably would do a social experiment um at some point and do some
0: oh that might be fun right
1: <laughs> I I just think it's hilarious and then they're like what and uh, yeah exactly see stop it so
0: mm-hmm.
1: anywho <laughs> that's the fun me um so the scholarship um they did they told a be- beautiful stories about themselves and how they struggled especially through covid um this past year um they've had a great 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 um speeches that day um we had a virtual gala there was some hiccups but overall an amazing process and great. the goal was achieved which is to celebrate people's choices to continue with life Mm -hmm. because life after is very difficult it is you think that you go in on one end right miserable but when you survive you find out when you wake up you're still here
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you know there was a great quote that I uh I heard from Oprah one time that I've never been able to hear she was talking to like a group of stanford students and she was talking about regardless of how good things are or how bad things are it's only a point in time that your life is so much more than you know any given situation any given time and sometimes it is so hard to see past what we're in to understand that there's still so much more for us and so yeah
1: Literally, that's exactly what one day you'll live is. It's one day your life will not revolve around your trauma, right? One day, the only thing around you, your house won't be in flames one day, right? And if you can get to that one day, right? Um, One of the committee members says an amazing uh, quote to us um, every so often. And she said, the best gift we have received is tomorrow. Mm. Um, and she then follows up with one foot in front of the other. And so I love it because it's a great reminder and it's, it's, it's also why she's here. Um,
0: But it is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important because yeah, there's, there's a lot of it. And a lot of people feel a lot of different things and have a lot of those same similar thoughts and don't know how to work with them or express them. And, and yeah, you know, even when I was taking care of my mom, Mm -hmm. There was days, especially towards the end, I just, I didn't think that I could do it anymore. And I would see a Cardinal and I would think of my dad and Mm. I would be like, okay, I can get through today. And then it was like, okay, well we can get through tomorrow. And then we just started, you know, going in and, and it's, uh, but it's, but it is, it's sometimes hard to understand. There's so much more out there, but as long as you can continue to move Mm -hmm. forward, um, you know, it's where, it's where, you know, all the magic happens for people just keeping moving forward instead of going back. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. So you do that. You're also on uh, what a board member for the coalition for suicide prevention. Um,
1: yeah. So in my ambition and excitement, <clears throat> I am, I do sit on that board. I have not been an active member on the board since COVID. Mm. Um, so i'm happy you asked that because there is a meeting coming up this monday and i have every intention to going so i'm assuming that this is confirmation Um, (laughs) (laughs) i I have not when covid happened i had to scale back obviously a lot and i picked up certain things along the way um back up gracefully and and Uh making sure i don't stretch myself too thin yeah Um, yeah i did i was i was thinking about that i got the um invitation to join the meeting and i said well I think I feel comfortable and let's take, and let's take this back on. And so I am. Um, Well, yeah. yeah. And
0: it's such a great (laughs) way to, again, not only, but be in this space and provide this with your company, Mm -hmm. but now you get to, you know, kind of be able to influence other people to change their habits on a larger scale to then influence even more people than you can reach through your own practice.
1: Yes, exactly. I love it. I love um, that. They have initiatives. They put out um, items and, and, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They put things out, resources Resources, out. Resources, yeah. And, And I love that because, and they take the voices of all the members to say, how do we create this thing and make sure that we encompass every moving piece so that we are not excluding anyone and everyone has access to this information i did i do love that about this coalition um Mm. and it's something near and dear to my heart right so i get to say my piece and i get to tell my story and say what did i need in these moments what did you know what what do i think other people need in these moments um and then i get to take those resources we create and i get to hand them out to my, my my people um it's such so, an yes.
0: it's such an inspiring story to take something and turn it around in such a powerful way, uh, <laughs> and I, I I applaud you for all of it. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um,
1: I sit on the board at the Women's Fund, um, the Grant uh, Committee. Mm. Um, I forgot the like the technical term, um, but it's like the city coordinating um, mm. committee, and I um, sit along with another peer, um, and I do Hamden County um, oh, it's you know just to make sure that we are an active voice right and to make sure that funds get adequately allocated and we see all different yeah. parts appropriately right and so yeah. it's it's important and and to know you know hey there's needs over here in this area but you know it it historically it may have been avoided right we skip over these and then also I know about them now which means I think um two grant cycles one a, a different grant they said that they had received i want to say it's about 60 something grants uh with re- letter of intention and that was way more than before and i have to only assume that it's because they've started to create more space mm-hmm. for people to say hey i know about this grant over here hey i know about this grant and if i can tell these other companies hey i know about this grant right whereas before I wouldn't even know what was happening, right? What was going on? So it's important, and I mm-hmm. and I love that they're doing that now. Um, Excellent. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And so you have accomplished a lot in uh, a very little time. You know, which is yes. which is which is amazing. When you look back, is there is there any one thing that you know you're really most proud of again you have a lot to be proud of but is there anything that is just really um you know kind of that bright star that you're just it's it's the first thought
1: yeah yeah so there's three of them awesome Um, they go by caleb calvin and khalil
0: <laughs> mm. i love it i, I love I it i
1: created these amazing little bright stars um with my husband um who's an amazing husband and who has been with me on this journey since i was 14 so he knows a lot of things um, For
0: because it's, it's it's amazing to have that support right mm-hmm.
1: so i don't think i always tell him i don't think anybody else would get it thanks <laughs> like, to be honest with you right um so i i could not be who i am to the world and i love the best part is that is my life after um i I would never imagine that i could have a family after what i suffered from right i wouldn't imagine i get to re narrate what an amazing father looks like Mm -hmm. um that's important for me every single day to understand that the black family doesn't always have to have trauma in it, right? I get to create this story over and over in, in many different ways. And I get to see my kids do something different. That is why I can do everything else outside. And mm-hmm. when I the world seems like it's gonna go dark and, and burn into flames, I we go in our little bomb shelter, right? Like I just put all of my love and energy back into my family. That is what I'm most proud of.
0: I love it. And, you know, you have, it sounds like you just have so much love to give, not just to your family, but to everyone around you. And we get everything done out of love versus any other, you know, right. emotion. and it allows for, you know, people that come together that don't typically understand that they may have similarities or things in Mm -hmm. common uh, Mm -hmm. to find commonalities because there are tremendous amount of commonalities that we all have, especially with COVID. The one thing that we all have now that we should all understand that we are all alike is we all had a shitty year. (laughs) You know, we all had something that we had to deal with in, in in a varying level of stress. Right. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's important for us to all find those commonalities versus the differences, because that's where, um, yeah, that's where Agreed. we can put together and support and help each other.
1: Agreed. Absolutely.
0: And so, you know, as we start to wrap this up, you know, one thing that I just want to, you know, what does the future look like is there you know I I, so I there's all of this fun stuff other than you know continuing to build the business so that you can serve more and more people are there is there anything else that is on the horizon that you're super excited about or just excited about building the business
1: I'm excited to collaborate with other community organizations I'm excited to stand up on soapbox and make Sure, we have equity and social justice reform in this community. I and just access to services, not even just mental health services. And so I, I I'm looking to, to do some more of that. Um, mm-hmm. I spoke with an amazing organization who said, you know, we would love to do this event. And I'm like, yes, let's do this. So more mental health all over the place. I'm just gonna just be banging on this, this thing around, like <laughs> I always say I'm gonna As- pop some pants and just. I would love to. That's
0: what I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Whitney, it was a pleasure to get to know you and I hope we get to have some more conversations in the future, Absolutely. maybe do some work together because I uh, I love what you're doing for people. Uh, and I'm super proud of all of the stuff that you've done. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing inspiration for, for people. So thank you for sharing your story. Uh, thank you for all that you're doing. And, and, and thank you for taking time to share that with me.
1: No problem. Thank you for reaching out and thinking that I have a good story.
0: <laughs> <That's> Absolutely. <awesome.
1: laughs> thank Excellent. you.